So hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Online podcast. Um, I'm here today with Professor Eddie Sher, a specialist in oral surgery and prosthodontics. Um, he's also a professor at Temple University in Philadelphia and University College Cork in Ireland and editor-in-chief of Implant Dentistry Today. Um, so obviously, yeah, we're one month into 2021 now and the uh, vaccination programme um, is well and truly um, started. So I think it's about 13% of the population now uh, have received the first dose, um, including you, I hear. Um, so you had your first dose the other day. Yes, Gabby. Uh, I like the name Gabby. My daughter-in-law's called Gabby. Great name. <laughs> Great name. Thank you. Thank you. I did. I was... It was last Wednesday, two weeks ago, I received my vaccine and it was exceptionally well organized. There was massive enthusiasm from the team who were doing it. That's, that's the uh, ushers, mm -hmm. the administrators, mm -hmm. and of course, the vaccinators. And, you know, the population receiving it were also massively enthused and, and it didn't hurt. <laughs> good to hear <laughs> and, and it was actually a physiotherapist who gave me my vaccine i think that's quite important because of the discussions we're going to be having uh, a little later on so i think they're doing really well i then went to become a vaccinator last wednesday and i'm doing my second session this coming wednesday so i waited two weeks before i i, I actually went and went face to face with the public to give vaccinations. Uh, and even from when I had my vaccination to when I was giving the vaccine, I was amazed and, and delighted to see how alert the organizers were at changing things to make them more efficient, to make them work better. Uh, really, really massively good organization. Very impressed. Well, that's, that's, that's a positive thing and, and definitely good to hear after the last um, 10 months, well, 11 months we, we've had now. How, how have you found that? Because obviously it's been a bit of a, a, bit of a journey from, from last March up till now. How has it been for you? Yeah, it's, it's been very strange. It's like it's gone with the blink of an eye or I think about it again and it's like 10 years, not 10 months. Highs, lows everybody's depressed, sleepless nights, learning new skills, <laughs> Zoom and, well, I knew a bit about Zoom because I teach with it, uh, but on remembering to unmute myself, uh, that's a big, to forget that is a bit of a problem. Uh, and of course, learning how to teach online properly. During the time, I made two really important decisions. The first one, I love my profession. I've said that many times publicly, and I say it again. I absolutely love my profession. I don't love their leadership, but I love my profession. And I decided that this virus is not going to force me into early retirement. So that was a very important decision for me. And when I decided that I was absolutely bored silly and I wanted to get back to work, I then decided we're not going to get back to work by some strange authority telling dentists what to do when they get back to work. I felt it should be led by dentists. So we 
put together, I'm scientific chair, not the hat I wear of Alpha Omega, and we put together in our scientific committee a group to write a paper, a position paper on how to get back to work. And this actually was massively successful. Um, the chief editor was Jonathan Lack, who was unbelievable and still is. And this paper went before the health secretary, it went before the health select committee and the people in the House of Lords who are running the health there. So basically, uh, I'm very proud of what we did there, what Alpha Omega did, and we actually had a representative on the main body that decided on the faculty paper to get back to work. That was Jonathan, and, and I think we've done a very good job getting back to work safely for our patients, safely for the staff, and safely for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How, so did it, were you back to work um, in, in June when you were given the go-ahead? Well, yes, but I decided <laughs> to wait just a little while longer. We, we, we waited probably a couple of weeks where did, we did a lot of role playing and making sure we had everything in place. And in our practice, we've got glass walls everywhere rather than plastic ones. We put glass walls on the surgery with sliding doors, air purifiers in every surgery with HEPA filters and the works, uh, you know, ultraviolet light. And I believe, I believe that we are doing as a profession a really good job and we've got just one more job to do. <laughs> I agree. That's going to be volunteering to become vaccinators. So, I mean, fast forward um, from June till now, obviously uh, the vaccination programme is truly underway. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's, it's just over 13% now have, have got their first dose. So, um, yeah, how, how have you, how do you think it's gone so far? Do you think it's, um, it's sort of where it should be? How about, I think, because I'm very critical of a lot of the stuff that went in the last 10 months, I think it is massively, impressively successful. It's actually a monumental task. I think the Minister for Vaccine, Nadim Zahawi, has done a wonderful job absolutely amazing and uh, if we've got nine million vaccines done already it's not just uh, 61 to go it's actually double that because of course we've got to we've got to give them their second dose over 100 million times before we're going to get the country done and, and that's a massive number. And if you knew how tired it is at the end of the day, after you vaccinated many people, yeah. I mean, in my case, it was old people, so they're coming in wheelchairs and, yeah. and, and, and walking sticks and whatever. But it's a massive, massive project and it needs help. We're taking doctors, we're taking nurses away from where they need it at the moment, which is uh, in their hospitals, in their practices. They, they, GPs are needing their practice for, to, 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 to see patients who may be suffering from a, a lethal disease. They may be having a cancer or something. I know two, three, four cases like that. And that's just me knowing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's essential that other people help with the vaccinating. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious just from talking to you that this is something you're, you're very passionate about. 
Um, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that your vaccine was given, did you say, by a physiotherapist? Absolutely. So, I mean, that in itself shows that there's lots of people here getting involved um, in the programme um, to, 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 to get yeah. the country vaccinated. It's, it's wonderful how many people have volunteered. But it's also very sad for me that when the government were writing down their list of volunteers, they didn't mention dentists, but they, they had vets in there and they had physio and they had, I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't be doing it. Of course, it's great if they're properly trained, but dentists have got all the skills. It seems to be a, a bit of a common trend that over the, over the last year, really sort of dentists, I'm not, I don't know if being forgotten about is the right word, but they just don't seem to sort of come to people's minds when they're considering their, their skill sets and what they can do to help during this time. It brings me back to a statement I made before. Uh -huh. The leadership in dentistry is absolutely abominable. Or perhaps it's worse than that. Uh, it, it makes me so sad when I look at America, and you know, I'm often at my university there, they have such fantastic leadership in the American Dental Association and political power. I'll give you an example of this politic thing in a second. It's it's crazy. We should be involved with the politics of dentistry and making sure that dentists get a good deal and that the public have a good view of them. Uh, patients don't like going to the dentist and yet nowadays modern dentistry is actually, is actually a reasonable experience. And our regulating body, people will know that I've had a massive run in with them but I ended up having them piggybacking me on my lectures, saying how awful they were, saying how much they've improved. But I'm going to tell you in a minute that I've had no response from them, even though I've written to them. But that, that comes uh, a little later. So, I mean, you're, 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 so you're really sort of trying to hammer home um, this idea that dental teams should volunteer and, and get involved um, with, this, with this vaccination programme. So why, I know you've kind of covered it already, but just, just to make it sort of as clear as you can, why are you encouraging dental teams to get involved? They're our patients. These people are our patients. They are part of our community. If we can get this out, we can help them. But you know something, if we just want to be a bit selfish in thinking about it, if we don't get it out, we're not ever going to get back to normal. We're not ever going to be able to run our, if you want to call it business, I call it profession, properly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if that's the case, it's horrendous. Look, dentists have got skill sets, like they're medically trained to give injections. And they're medically trained in many other aspects as well. They regularly undergo emergency procedures and first aid training. They have to, as part of their CPD. They have safeguarding and diversity uh, training. They know all about infection control better than anybody, better than the medics. So why aren't we using dentists? We could have 40,000, but just say they can give a day of their life, of their week, say, or even a half a day. We could have, we could have at all times, maybe five or 10,000 dentists vaccinating if, if they just give a tiny amount of their time. I'm saying volunteering. If they're dentists working, they're getting paid anyway, you know, under the NHS. If they're private, of course, 
they have to volunteer and that that's what i'm doing and I, i'll just say one more thing if any dentists do happen to pick up this podcast and listen to me don't you think that you deserve for the first time in your practicing lives for patients to be happy about you giving them an injection <laughs> I was wondering where that was going there. That's what I thought you were going to say. That's that's a good point. That's a very good point. We need to bring a little bit of humour in because this is the saddest thing. Yeah. We need no, to bring a little humour in. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what gets us through times like this. Um, I mean, there's been there's been a few people on on social media um, that have uh, dentists um, and dental team members who have. Um, being quite critical i think of of the sign-up process um and how you get involved and called it quite um quite difficult and off-putting what, what i mean obviously you you have gone through this process so would you say this is accurate i would say you need to look in the right place to find out what you need to do as a dentist uh -huh. uh, and and fmc can supply people that they inquire with that right place to go to it's NHS learning and you can do it all online and you probably have no more than five modules to do. You can learn about the vaccine, about the other vaccine. There's two out there that they're giving at the moment and you've got to do a bit of emergency stuff and it's a bit of legal stuff, but it's actually, even for me, I don't reckon it took me more than three hours. I mean, I, I write these things, the, these modules, and I, 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 I examine them, I mark them, but I never take them. And it really is not onerous. So, uh, considering all the stuff that we have to do each year uh, and, and all, the, all, all the work we've done in the past in order to obtain our, our, our dental degrees, I mean, this is nothing. And we know it all anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So, my, my real answer must be my real answer must be it's not difficult sign up and you know i'm going to say to you all why why don't you not go to the cinema tonight or maybe go out to dinner with your friends or or have a game of golf <laughs> you can't do that anyway <laughs> why not just spend three hours doing these modules it's easy Yes, no, that's right. We're, we're um, yeah, we're, there's not much else to do at the moment. So if we can uh, use that time um, to make a difference um, to, to, to the year and, and to the population and, and where, where the country is going forward, then um, why not do that? If you go back to the first statement, and I, I was quoting Anthony Fauci in America saying, I think I said this at the beginning, it is absolutely essential, he says, that we get the vaccination program as quickly as possible it is the only way out of this terrible pandemic yeah yeah and i, I think I, i'd go further and say it's to the whole world it's not just it's not just to your country yeah no, absolutely and and you're completely right it's um it's a, it's a global effort i think and i think it's a mistake to um to think that we're okay um, in, in the UK if, if we're rolling it out on time, because obviously all countries impact impact each other, and this this rollout needs to happen everywhere. Um, it's not until it happens everywhere that things are going to we're going to start to see a return to um, sort of some normal life, really.
Abby, you've got it in one. I couldn't say it any better. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Um, so what, what response have you had so far? Have you spoken to any dental teams, any, any professionals who have got involved? Well, I've actually had a fantastic response from many individuals, from many of my colleagues, and from many organisations. But sadly, no response from the GDC, no response from the BDA. That's the biggest of our organisations. But maybe, maybe I should just start off by saying the good stuff. How about CQC? John Milner, the head of CQC, responded to me personally, saying that he's passing this down, right down at all levels of CQC and encouraging them to put it out to all people he, they possibly can, which is brilliant. And that's exactly what our CQC, one of our regulating bodies, should be doing. And I must say that if I have a chance in a podcast to say it, I think considering how CQC were right when I mentioned, my God, the HIV problems and how we had to, how we had to deal with the uh, infection control then and how they, they, they actually uh, laid down the law, the way they're handling the dental surgeons now and the way they're doing their telephone uh, checks on dentists is absolutely superb and absolutely the right way to do it with the right people doing it, with knowledgeable people asking the questions. I'm very impressed with CQC and how they've changed around. Uh, when it comes to Health Education England, massive response, wonderful response. But, and they're dealing with dentists, so it's wonderful. They will get it out to their dentists. And the faculties, exactly the same. They're already doing a lot, a lot. Uh, and NHS and the uh, local dental committees, wonderful response from them, saying they're putting it out. And, and the London Dental Little Society, like the Fellowship and the London Dental Study Club, and my, my committee that I'm a, a scientific chair of, Alpha Omega, wonderful responses. So absolutely superb. I mean, it's only been out of, what, 10 days? Something like that. And it's had six, I think Guy told me it was 6,000 or more uh, hits, maybe more. Uh, so very pleased, very pleased with the response and it's exactly what I want. Uh, but I, I do need to say that maybe it went to their junk, but I wrote to the CEO of the GDC and the strategy director and I made a very specific request of them. And the request was simple. I said, look, any of the modules that they do to do the vaccine, it should be considered as verifiable CPD for, for, for that year. And if they just said that, I mean, that would encourage dentists uh, to, to, to go forward. Um, you know, they, they put their banner headline, which I've been trying to change since, since 2015. Their banner headline is something like regulating dentists and protecting patients. I mean, it, it, it makes us sound so horrendous. Uh, maybe something like, working with dentists to protect the patients. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but actually, I'm turning around, even with that banner headline, they should be getting the dentists to be vaccinated to protect their patients. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little passionate about that. And I'm more than happy to say it. I have a good relationship with them, or I did have. Um, I'm hoping I still will have. <laughs> uh, but I think it's important to say it. Um, 
as far as the BDA goes, uh, I wrote to the the, the ex-chair who's still on the board. I didn't have the email address of the new chair and I couldn't find it anywhere on websites or anywhere else. And I asked him to pass it on to this board and maybe they're still deciding. Maybe, you know, it's all early days, but I have no response. I did have a response from the second biggest organization in the country, the Association of Dental Implantology. So I found a member of, uh, served on the committee, was past president, 20 years on the committee actually, um, and an honorary life member. So their response to me was, whilst we concur with your sentiment, there, is so, there are so many difficulties and red tape in getting approval to be allowed to administer the vaccine. We feel there was no necessity to distribute the article to our membership at the, at the moment. They went on to say, the powers that be need to reduce the red tape. I mean, I wasn't happy with that reply, I must tell you. And to say it publicly is, is, is something that I, 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 I really don't want, didn't want to say, but I just decided I'm going to make my stand here. Uh -huh. I replied to them and I said, I'm really sad your committee have made this decision. It occurs to me that your committee should be fighting for reducing the red tape. I mean, they're the second biggest in the country. They've got massive, massive say, massive status, but dental professionals should make up their own mind if they want to become a vaccinator. So that was my reply, my reply to them. So I think I've answered your question, haven't I? Uh, massive, wonderful response, but some disappointing. So still, still some way to go then. There's sort of room for improvement um, when it comes to, to that response. Massive room for improvement. And, and, and hopefully dentists will stand up and say to themselves, this is my decision. I'm going to do it. And, and, and just give up. Give up one session, maybe an evening or, or maybe an all-nighter. I, I, I'm suggesting to the government they should be working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. They've got to get this out quick. Yes, no, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. But I don't, I don't know about you, but um, even heading into to 2021, I mean, I, I don't know if, if, if this is something uh, sort of thought that's shared by a lot of people, but I was very surprised and, and, and relieved at how quickly these vaccines um, have been approved and, and, and rolled out. Um, so I'm feeling quite like there's sort of a light at the end of the tunnel this year. Um, and I just keep an eye on that. Um, vaccination statistic each day. I look at that each morning and it sort of gives me a little bit more hope um, as, as the year rolls out. So off the back of that, um, what, what, what are your views for 2021? Are you, are you feeling quite hopeful looking ahead? I'm feeling very hopeful. I do think we're doing a good job with the vaccine. I do think we need to get it out even quicker as long as we've got the supplies. I mean, that's obviously very important, but it does seem as if the government has done a massively good job in organizing this. Um, so credit where, where it should be. Um, <laughs> but I think super quick, we need 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we need vaccinators to help. Real professional people who have a great understanding of what they're doing and a love of people. You don't become a dentist unless you love people. So they should be doing it. 
they need leadership to tell them, but I don't think so. I think they should be doing it anyway. We've been through enough. Uh, and I think, I think, yeah, I think we'll do it in 2021, as long as we don't allow one of the mutant variants to get in and suddenly we have to start shutting down and vaccinating again. Well, that's it, isn't it? We've got we need the, uh, the other measures to um, run alongside the vaccination programme. Uh, to make sure that it's um, doing its job, really. It's, it, we don't want to, to roll out this, uh, this programme for it to then, the effort to be um, futile, essentially. But um, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same. Um, and yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully as we uh, get towards the end of this year, we can, we can look back and know we're in a much better position than, than we have been. Um, but obviously, I mean, we... We've been we've we've been talking about the the vaccination program, um, but we haven't really spoken about you um, and and how you got into dentistry and uh, how you how you got to where you are today. So I mean, obviously, implant dentistry is is um, is your thing. So what made you go into implant dentistry specifically? That's 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 a lovely question for me, actually, <laughs> and a very good one to end on because because back in 1973, I qualified as a dentist. In 71, 72, I was doing my clinical work and stuff in the hospital. And I used to go home to Bournemouth, where my father, now a retired professor of dentistry, used to be a professor in Cork Dental School Ireland. And he was now in private practice. He was a brilliant denture specialist, uh, a prosthetic person. And... I used to go and stand at the bottom of his chair with a shirt and tie and my lab coat, clean white lab coat on, and just watch him work, not make any contributions. And it was like the most important experience of how to handle patients. Because he taught me how not to disturb a lady's head if they come in and their hair's looking nice. Just make sure you get everything properly <laughs> organized. So, I mean, it, it's really what we call respect. He taught me that, but he taught me a lot about dentistry. And the most important thing he ever taught me was if only. Now, if I tell you the if only was when he had a little old lady in his chair who was coming to have his expert making of her dentures. And the upper one was superb. The lower one, of course, had no bones supporting it and was floating around in the breeze, whatever he did with muscle training or whatever techniques that he had. And he said, if only. I'm not allowed to say anything when the patient's in the chair. And I waited until the end of the session and we had lunch together. I said, Dad, if only? And he smiled at me. So yeah, if only she had a couple of canine roots there and I could have gone in and retreated them and put a little precision attachment in each so that I could put a bar over denture on or, or, or just a clip-on denture on, it would change her life. She wouldn't have a diet of mashed potatoes and gravy, but instead, instead, she would have a normal life. And that I remembered all the way through. And when I saw implant, blade implants and stuff like that coming out, I used to go and look and go on courses and then realized there was absolutely no evidence base. There was no literature behind it. And it wasn't until 86 when uh, Professor Branamar published his work, I was there. I was actually traveling the world, wherever there was implant lectures or conferences, I went there. I wanted to know. 
and and now of course uh, it's it's worked well for me because <laughs> I made some very good decisions and uh, and and became became good at what I love doing, which is teaching and doing the surgery and prosthodontics of implant of implant work. So that's my life and a life I'm not prepared to give up yet. <laughs> so we're going to get out of this pandemic. Dentists are going to help, please. We need an army of vaccinators. We need an army of dental professionals to come and help. Yeah, absolutely. Gabby, that's my message. No, that's that's great. Thank you. And um, I'm hoping that the people who listen to this, um, yeah, take note and listen um, and get involved. Um, because I really think, I think dentistry um, can make a massive difference. And it's been overlooked by, by a lot of um, authorities, I think, over the last 10, 11 months, and it doesn't deserve to be. Um, so if, if people can get involved and, and, and contribute and um, yeah, make a make a massive difference to the future of, like you said earlier, not just this country, but but the world. Then, um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good thing. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a, yeah, it's been wonderful speaking to you. Um, and yeah, here's to a to a better 2021.